I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. Hello, it is Stephanie, and you are now listening in to Inside Beauty Inspires, where we we motivate, encourage, and inspire through biblical principles. I have my sister in here with me on today. Anna, let them know who you are. Hey, it's your girl, Goddess Hi Hottie here. And listen, we have been studying the word, you know, um, shout out to the ladies of ISI, you know, we get up each and every morning and we do this for God. He is our priority. We set him as the most most important factor of our, you know, story. Honestly, you know, when you get up in the mornings and you seek his face, Anna, what do you feel like? Like, how does that leave you feeling once we do like the Bible studies and, you know, of course, the words of encouragement? Like, what's, what's the first thought that comes to your mind? Like a lion. (laughs) You know that meme where they're a cat and they come out like a lion? That's me. I get on there and I listen to everybody's testimonies. It motivates me, inspires me. I always walk away with a word. And when I get off, I feel like I've just been in church. And you have that, oh, okay, now I can handle and take on the day. It is very important. Um, When I was going through my sabbatical, um, their therapists say, study has shown Morning time, you have to be careful what you listen to, what you watch, who you talk to, because that sets the tone yes. for your day. And I take that very seriously. So I set my day with the prayer call. Best way ever. Um, it keeps me in his alignment all day long. Um, I've gotten motivated and inspired. I mean, it's just like when you go online and listen to a motivational tutorial, um, but the prayer call is real. It's actual people that are going through things. We get to pray. You know, you give us a word. You let us have the floor to vent, to cry, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, my day starts out like a lion. I love it. I love it. And the reason why I asked you that, Anna, is because, you know, um, you know, like, like today on the call, you know, we, we learned so much. We know we've been talking about Genesis. We've been in the book of Genesis, um, just talking about from the very beginning. And yes, I want to, I want to encourage you ladies and gentlemen out there who's listening to get into your word. It's the most important factor of your life. Like it, you know, life works the way that life is going to work. Life be life. And that's what everybody says now. But when it comes down to the word of God, it's the antidote for life. You know, whatever you need, whatever you're going through, you get into the word, it'll start telling you, it'll start talking to you. It'll make you believe in yourself. And, you know, that's what that, and I didn't know, I had no idea that the prayer call would, you know, encourage me the way that it has or inspire me the way that it has, but it grew me. It grew me because, you know, when God tells you to do something, you know, you can't tell, you can tell God, no, but guess what? Talk to him about Jonah. (laughs) 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 Didn't you read about the book of Jonah? (laughs) I went through the book of Jonah myself. Okay. Like, no, get back over here. You're, you're going to do it this way. And so, you know, because here's the thing. We have a blueprint, right? And the blueprint is in the word of God. You know, um, I give these cards out. And of course, Anna picked her two. I picked my two. Um, I want you to go first. Anna. I want you to talk about what the, what the father spoke to you um, today in the studio, you know. Uh, Well, the card that resonated with me, it was upside down. So I already knew, okay, God, you're making it obvious. Because I already told him before I came in here, I need you to be obvious today, God. I don't need to have any doubt. I need it to be in big, red, bold. So the one I got was, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Joshua 1.8. And that was... 
on time because I had already spoke to God in the car. And I was like, okay, God, I've done this, this, and that. I don't know where to go. What is it that you want me to do? And once again, it's something so simple. Get in the Word. What have we been talking about? Get in the Word. (laughs) And it seems so simple, but it's like when you change up your lifestyle, you know, or something, it's like you almost forget what got me here to begin with. And it's so simple. And so he just put me back in alignment, like get back in that word and I will show you and tell you where to go. Amen. Amen. That's the way our father loves us, you know, especially when you're talking to him. Like I tell people, you can't get up every morning and seek in his face and not really feel his presence or see him moving in your life. You know, my card, the card that stuck out to me was this for the word of God is living and active. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That is Hebrews 4, 12. Man, oh man, is that not a word? I mean, because it's real. You know, um, I talk about it. We are, we are the walking word. You know, I want my life to reflect my faith. I want my life to look like, you know, I'm his child. And when it comes down to it, you know, I, I thank him for everything so I have to make him a priority. And so here lately, we've been in the book of Genesis, which we've learned so many things. I've learned so many things. I don't know about you, Anna, but I've just been like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So let's let's just start by talking about, um, let's start with Adam and Eve, because it it begins with Adam and Eve. And and here I have this little note that I wrote down. I said, Adam and Eve were placed in in a perfect, good environment. They enjoyed a close relationship with God and the Father, the creator. However, the moment they committed sin, what happened? A rift between God and man were produced. You know, here's the thing. When you get into it, some people don't even believe that it's real. You know, they're like, I don't believe that happened. But I do believe that it happened. And I believe that we all have a choice. But the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And in this instance, he was the serpent. Um, when I was reading in Isaiah, because the Father has had me in Isaiah, um, Isaiah, um, for the past two weeks, um, Isaiah 58, um, I believe, no, 59, verse 2 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear you. Listen, he banishes them out of the garden, man. What do you think about that? Because you know, it's like, you know, we're, then he asked them where they was at. Where, where y'all at? <laughs> As if he was not God and he doesn't know already, right? God already knows when he asks us stuff. I mean, that's just like, um, I might ask my kid, you know, did you take that cookie? I obviously know you took the cookie, but I'm giving you the opportunity Come on, man. to be honest with me. Because if you're honest with me, I can respect that yes. and the punishment will be lesser. Yeah. And God gave them the opportunity. I mean, what was their job? Their job was to work the land and reproduce. I mean, they were supposed to be the example of God in the living form. And man, messed that up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. I mean, you know, he was he's a deceiver and he comes to deceive. And, you know, that's what we got to do. We got to think about the pleasure, because the reason why um, Eve was wanted to eat the apple or eat, you know, eat of the fruit was because it looked good. It was very good. It was a pleasurable sight. You know, it, it gives descriptions on what it looked like, you know, for her to even want to take a bite. And so when you think about it that way, it's like we have to be careful with our eye gaze. God tells us what is good and bad for us. 
As much as he wants us to follow him, he won't force us to do his commands. And from the start, God has given us free will, meaning we are free to make our own choices, and they had a choice to make. What do you think about that, Anna? I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't have done the same at the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm just keeping it real. Like, okay. the way it was described, I mean— <laughs> I know that I give in sometimes the temptation based off of looks. I mean, I try to tell people all the time, um, look at Ted Bundy and all them. I mean, they seduced people with their looks. Yeah. Because we naturally have been taught that when things are packaged beautifully, whether it's a person or a gift, you know, that's the best. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, that's what happens is we'll see something and we don't really see their heart. You know, a lot of the people that got killed from Ted Bundy and stuff, you know, they were just drawn to that attractiveness on the outside. Yeah. And not even getting to know him on the inside. If he, if they would have listened to him and talked to him, they would have seen past those looks and seen, you know, red flags, get out of here. They might still be alive. And I mean, unfortunately, because we look with our eyes instead of, you know, closing. Sometimes I, I heard someone say that a blind person, a blind person actually has the advantage. Mm -hmm. They have the advantage because they actually can feel and sense the beauty inside someone and they've never even seen. You know, they can they can actually um, determine whether somebody just because they get to feel all the other energies. You oh, know what wow. I mean? Okay. I've been told that when I worked at a blind school, this was when I was little, um, you know, in my teens, I was sent to a school to help out. And I mean, they can tell when somebody is not good and someone's bad because they don't look at the appearance. They could feel the vibes, Listen, the energy. That is a real thing. That's the Holy Spirit too, you know what I'm saying? Because when you have the Holy Spirit, you can definitely tell who is who you can sense it you can feel it you just know and that's the truth the spirit of all truth the spirit of all knowing he will let you know discernment is a real thing but you know I want to get back on the topic but I also want to introduce to you guys and you know bring in this conversation Deja Neek go ahead Deja introduce yourself well hey 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 happy Saturday guys it's me it's your girl day so I mean I hear you guys talking about the Holy Spirit and, you know, only thing I can say is Holy Spirit activated. Okay. That's where I'm at. Um, I call you Dr. Drip for a reason. And, you know, some of the lessons that you told us to study on when I think back, you know, even in the beginning, he doesn't say it like John, but you know, Genesis is the beginning. I think about all of the different characters. I think about Adam and Eve and their choices. Um, it just, it sets the stage because I mean, I don't know if you guys have already started talking about Cain and Abel, but my God, as soon as you get into the book, here we are, I think, fourth chapter, and there's a murder, you know, uh, against a brother. A brother kills Man, a brother. Listen. So, I mean, it's a lot going on, but past all of that, when we just talk about the Holy Spirit of God, I thank God that you carry it and that your drip is so big that it dripped on me. Amen. Amen. I'll take that. Well, listen, I was thinking about some takeaways from out of Genesis because we've been in the book of Genesis, and one thing that I can honestly say is the best surgeon, the best heart doctor is God, the creator. Why well, I say that? Because, you know, he did, go, he put he put Adam to sleep and he went inside him while he was a deep sleep, went inside him surgically, had to surgically remove a rib to make a woman, a woman, us, we, us, we really do matter. Women do matter. And I wanted to take it from that aspect to go into the rest of the books because we, we've been studying so much. But when you lead with the word and when you get into the word, you're starting to see things a little bit more clearer. You understand his ways a little bit more when you just spoke about 
about Cain and Abel. Man, listen, that was their children, you know, their children. And so you got to understand that generational curses are very much so. So we got Cain and Abel. Which one of y'all want to pick up and talk about Cain and Abel? Because, you know, I love it. I love the stories. I can talk all day. Well, Cain and Abel, to me, I mean, I was reading, I reread it again. And, I mean, what parent hasn't had a Cain and Abel? <laughs> I mean, you got the one child that is sweet and loving and nurturing. And then you got the other child that, you know, rambunctious, you know, will eat the fries out of the bag and then try to hand it to the sister. You know, not that I'm talking about my kids or anything. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's like, and I mean, Cain, he was one of those that, I mean, he... Tried to give God an offering, but he tried to keep some for himself. Can you imagine, <laughs> like, keeping something from God? Yeah, all and, people. Exactly. So, I mean, that just goes to show what his character and who he was. And then you got Abel, the, you know, he probably, Cain looked at him like, oh, he's a goody two-shoe, you know? Um, so, I see where, you know, Cain felt like, I guess he felt some kind of way about Abel. And, he did. And it was that jealousy and that, oh, here's this goody two-shoe and he's always fighting favor. But he didn't self-accountability himself. If he would have said, you know, well, why is Cain? It wasn't that Abel was better than Cain. It was just Abel did what he was supposed to do. Right. Well, wait, let's talk about it because Cain, he, he lured Abel into a field, right? I mean, so now we're talking about pre- Meditated murder, right? Right. And again, like I said, four chapters into the Bible, we have our first homicide. So for me, I guess, and even for him, was he angry at God or was he jealous of his brother's spiritual success? You know, because both, I think, are are great assumptions. So what do you guys really think was going on on the inside of Cain's head? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, just looking at some of the characteristics, he was all about himself. You know, he was, he was, and you know, you you think about it this way too. And it just came to me, you know, Satan fell like lightning from heaven because of what pride. Mm. These are some of the characteristics that people have that, you know, operate on the dark side. Now they did have a conversation. The thing about our father is he's always going to give us an opportunity. You know, he's always going to give us the opportunity to do right. He's going to show us either you can do it this way or you can do it that way. But the choice it's ultimately up to you. He, he came to Cain. He said, Cain, why are you so angry? Why are you so angry? And, you know, he said, if you would do, he was like, why does your, where is it? Here it is. It says, then he said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why is your face gloomy? If you do well, will your face not be cheerful? And if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door and it desires, and its desire is for you, but you must master it. Master what? Oh, self-control. You got to master self-control, and that's part of the Holy Spirit. But again, this is in the very beginning, so you're right. First couple of chat homicide. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what happened here? You know, it's like y'all. Can-. And then they went and you know, not to take it back to Cain. Not, I'm sorry, not take it back to Adam and Eve, but they hid from God. You know, they hid this thing. And a lot of times, that's what happens. Whenever we mess up, we start to run backwards. We run mm-hmm. away from God because mm-hmm. we feel so ashamed of you know whatever we went and did. We we just feel like, dang, you know, God, maybe I'm not you know this maybe I'm not that but you can't do that that's when you run to God you run to him like you've never ran to him before because he knows your name this was factored in he knows the enemy's coming to steal kill and destroy and listen he always comes in as an angel of light you can't be deceived you got to know the father talk about it what what else we said we're going to talk about Abraham Abraham and um Abraham Abraham and Sarah Sarah. yeah but before we get into Abraham and Sarah let me just uh tell you these things that I did find Um, about Cain and Abel, that worshiping God is serious business. I agree. We must control our anger. Amen. Leave punishment 
in God's hands. Yes. I know that's hard for a lot of us. That used to be real big for me, but she just said it, self-control. Um, also, there are consequences to sin. And then the fifth thing is seek a better way. And I thank God now that I'm seeking first the kingdom. So, okay, moving right along. Go ahead, guys. Uh, where do y'all want to start at as far as Abraham and Sarah? Because even when we think about them, I feel like, well, what lessons do you learn from Abraham? The way? Wait, <laughs> I say, wait on God, wait on God, wait on God. Well, listen, it was all in his plan, but Sarah wanted a child right then. Well, let's back up. Two let's faithful about- individuals um, who endured what seemed like never-ending setbacks and suffering. Right. You know, he sent Abraham away from his homeland and he was going to a new promised land. But what was the result? Okay, because they, they discovered a land of famine. And um, Abraham and Sarah, they moved on to Egypt only to have Sarah kidnapped. So, I mean, come on. Where God had promised Abraham and Sarah land and prosperity, they seemed to lose both their promised land and their promised posterity. So why would God challenge and test Abraham and Sarah like this, especially when they had done their best? Well, what I was going to say was the faith the faith factor matters here. You, you got to think about it. God counted Abraham as righteous just because he believed. Mm -hmm. So whenever God told Abraham to do something, he did. Lesson, class in session. When God is telling you something, be be obedient to what his word says. This man was counted as righteous, and we're the descendants of Abraham, okay? Then you got to think about his wife. You know, Abraham is listening to God, following God's lead. He, He has his nephew right there. You know, he has... Sarah right here, he has the maid. And who tells him, go, go, go have, go have intercourse with this lady so that you can have a baby. You know, I want a baby. I want a baby. So Hagar was that woman. Now you have Ishmael. But was Ishmael the promise? No. Mm. Isaac was, you know. And so when I think about Abraham and I think about Sarah, I think about the promise. I think about waiting. I think about the obedience of Abraham himself. What about you, Anna? What do you see when you think about Abraham and, and Sarah? Um, well, as far as for Abraham, um, when I read the story and everything, I mean, it seems like obviously what we've been through ourselves, where um, we obeyed God even when it didn't make sense. I mean, that's what got him to the promised land is he obeyed when it didn't make sense. He did not delay. Sometimes we'll wait. I've done that where God will tell me to do something. I'll wait two and three weeks. He was quick to do whatever God asked yes, him to he do was. right away. He understood obedience is worship. I just recently learned that when I was watching the Joyce Myers, where she was like, obedience is the highest form of worship to God. And that is just like with us as parents. You know, when our kids are obedient, quick, when we ask them the first time and they jump to do it, mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't that just fill our heart with happiness? Doesn't that just, you know, make us want to do even more for them? Yes, it does. You know, because we, we can trust... We can trust our children, and that's what it's all about. Can God trust you? Can mm-hmm. His Spirit? Can He? Can His Spirit trust you to do exactly what you're going to do? So I think that you know, if we follow Abraham's, even Paul said in, in Romans, he 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 went all the way back to Abraham and said, you know, he, no, it's not about circumcision or being uncircumcised or being circumcised. It's none of this matters. It's not. You can't get there by your works. You got to have faith. You got to believe. And so with Abraham being the father. He's the leader, you know, so, you know, we can learn a lot from the people that God called and used. You know, that's what we want to enter. That's what we want to introduce you to you guys. We want to start in the beginning and let you know this word is not nothing to play with. It is real. You know, he's given us real life experiences. He shows us the way to go. But we all have a choice in the matter. What you think? What you think, Deja? Well, I'm glad that we do have a choice. 
um, like what you just said, because we do get choices every single day. And I think that's important um, for you on today, listener. You get a choice. You don't have to be tuned in right now to Rejoice 96. You could be listening to music that's talking about go kill your brother and go rob somebody and whatever else. But right now you are choosing to hear words of encouragement. So I think it's such a beautiful thing that God gives us a choice, even for those who are, I will say, living in inequities or, you know, your private sins, God gives you a choice. And he's never going to take anything from you that you want to keep. So just remember that. Be mindful all day, every day that you get a choice and you get to choose life or death. Choose life. That's it. That's it right there. Choose life. And, you know, the reason why I say choose life is the Bible gives us instructions on what to do and what not to do. How to love and how not to love. It gives us instructions. Satan is the father of all lies. He's the spirit of confusion. If there's confusion there, I guess you best believe Satan's somewhere lurking around, okay? Mm -hmm. This is what he comes to do, kill, steal, and destroy. And even in the ones that God chooses, because you know, think about the ones we're talking about. These were the ones that were chosen by God to, to illustrate what, you know, what it's like to, you know, to... Live by the word or to you know, to live, to obey or to not obey. You know, we see two different sides. We see two different sides. So we all have a choice in the matter. You know, one thing that I did want to speak about was the enemy itself because, um, you know, what I've been coming to understand is that a lot of times, and I've been saying it on here, but a lot of times, man, we be scared of Satan, but we need to be afraid of God, man, because, listen, the only thing that's covering us is Jesus Christ. You know, when we have those choices, that grace, that mercy, that love, all of that's coming under our belief of Jesus. God, you know, he even said it in the beginning. Remember when you said something on the prayer call when I said um, he regretted that he had made, <laughs> he had regretted the day that he made humans? Mm-hmm. You spoke up about that, you know? It was like, wait, what? Well, see, because you'll be pouring and pouring and wait, 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 wait. God, you did what? Yeah, man. Um, It just, it blows me. Even, you know, I had breakfast with my daughter and, um, you know, we were just kind of talking about some things and, you know, the she was telling me about something she had seen on TV and I just quickly responded, girl, I don't got nothing on the Bible. Like, I no, promise you, if girl. you get into this Bible, you won't be sitting around waiting on what's coming on BET, what's coming on VH1. You'll be saying, now, wait, God, what? <laughs> for, for real. <laughs> it's, it's like that for real. Because I'm going to tell you something else I noticed. This is something else I noticed about the word. It's like all of the prophets and the prophetess that God called, they all was like begging. I don't say begging him, but they all pleaded with him to have mercy on on the, the on his on his brothers and sisters, you know, even while Jesus was saying, he said, forgive them, Father, for for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that shows about their heart postures or the type of hearts that they had, you know, during that time, you know, for you to be used by God, for God to call you. He has to be able to trust you with his children. And, you know, Moses was trusted. But what did Moses do? He ended up forfeiting the blessing. Why? Because of the people. The, but the enemy's going to do this. We got to understand that how, this is how he works. He lurks around. All he needs is an opening. That's it, a little spot. And if you give it to him, he'll come rushing in because he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm. So just real quick, something else about Abraham and Sarah um, that gives me a whole breakdown, you know, past the faith. That, you know, in many ways, let's just talk about Genesis because they are in Genesis. It is all about the call of God and how people respond to God's call. Because it's about being in a relationship, a relationship of trust with the Lord. Adam, Eve, and Cain, they failed to respond properly to God's call. Mm -hmm. Noah, he did a better job. And Abraham and Sarah, oh my God, they all had their times of failures, doubt, and even disobedience. But they end up going down in history 
being associated with responding to God's call and faith. Yes. And so I feel like even that's what we're doing right now, you know, coming together, talking about God, talking about our different views of some of the stories in the Bible. It's just responding to God's call. You say it all the time. Many are called and only few are chosen. But what that means, listener, is only few of us actually choose God back. That's it. You get a choice. Will you choose him on today? Amen, Deja. You know, you broke that down very beautifully because he is the light of the world, you know, salt of the earth, salt of the earth. And he wants us to be an example. You know, we're to imitate his son. And when we get into the New Testament, I mean, we're, we're in the word because, we, you know, I wanted to start right there at Genesis. But when you get into the text and you see what it's really about, you're right. Nothing has anything on the Bible because he keeps you in suspense. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, they did not play them type of games. That Old Testament, I don't believe that I would be able to have survived. I've been saying it forever, y'all. I'm so serious because, <laughs> listen, God was about, he's still about that life. The only thing that we have is Jesus. And I know everybody's like, 70, is it that serious? Yes, it's that serious. We're supposed to be fearful of God. And I'm not fearful of him like, oh, my God, I'm scared, God. But I want to be fearful, a, a good fear into doing what he's asking us to do as his ambassadors here on earth. Because guess what, y'all? He needs a vessel. The mm-hmm. enemy needs a vessel, too. Who are you going to use? He mm-hmm. used people. He don't He don't care who you are. He don't care whether there's a small opening or big opening. He's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. I want to leave you guys with this here. It says perfect timing. It says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. It says, when it comes to trust, remember, we're talking about total reliance upon a spiritual timing, not just partial. Trust is trust in the areas where we feel the, feel the odds are in our favor. We must become intentional when it comes to no longer trusting the wrong things like yourself, your experiences, or your intellect. You may be good, but God is great. God is higher, wider, and more external view, has an external view. This is a special time to trust God with your whole heart, especially the part you've been holding back out of fear of fully letting go. Disbelief disrupts our destiny. I'm going to say that again. Disbelief disrupts our destiny. We block miracles when we give God just a small piece versus all of us. And it can seem scary. It is scary. And that's okay. God isn't afraid of turned or or turned off by your emotions or feelings. Instead, he wants you to bring those cares and worries to him. Even in the midst of frustration, know that every detour and delay has been divinely orchestrated. And remember, God knows the ideal timing for you to arrive at your destination. We all have a destination. We have to trust in the word of God. See, we can't deviate. We can't lean on our own understanding in this season because there is a open heaven to those who hear, those who have an ear, let them hear what thus says the Lord. I'm sorry, y'all. I was, you know, I did. I did. Both of them are in their No, I mean, I'm, we are in, in the zone right they're, now they're listening to you. They're in their moment. <laughs> but Anna brought a Gatorade bottle in here. And the whole time that Stephanie was reading, all I could see was the word fierce. I seen intense, thirst, quencher. My God, that's what the word will do. It will yes, quench it will, your thirst. Open up your Bible. And I tell you what, if you need a church home to come to, come and see us tomorrow at the light of God, Pentecostal. Oh, my God, we will be at 105. Chris Field Road at 1.30 p.m. We love you guys. Have a good day. Yes. I, thank you, Deja, for that. Shout out to the church. We want to see you guys. Go ahead, Anna. Um, and I just want to say, just like in a relationship with your children or your spouse, if there is no total trust, there's chaos and doubt. Mm. 
So don't let that be the relationship that you have with God. Amen. Peace. Shoot that shot, shoot that shot, shoot one night.